play you like a fiddle. people think it's an overrated film i think it's rated just right yeah i mean it's it's nestled in there in the annals of history yeah the anal yeah anal history well is it um it's not a uh landis picture is it no it's a john hughes it's a john hughes picture i mean almost certain it's a john hughes yeah anyway <laughs> uh welcome back to this guy rucks uh we are going to be talking about uh alan ruck from Ferris Bueller, which we were just talking about, all the way to his role in Succession mm-hmm. as Connor Roy. And we will, in this episode, we will be spoiling the entire series for you. So Not only that, we will be spoiling the entire series of Spin City. <laughs> yes, primarily. It, primarily the Michael J. Fox series. Yeah, well, I was going to say, welcome back to Michael J. Fox talk. This guy Fox. Um, <laughs> oh, he shouldn't have spoiled that. <laughs> Alan, get that out. This guy Fox. I like it. Um, Alan Rock, what a guy. I'm a big fan. I told you before I even really started from the first episode of Succession, I texted you and I was like, Alan Rock is tremendous. I didn't even know he was in it until I started watching it. Amazing. And I was like, oh my goodness. Amazing. I definitely thought the show, and this is like a whole thing that's like actually like a big bit of divisiveness mm-hmm. um, amongst the uh, Succession community. Um, I thought it was going to be a lot funnier. Mm. It was advertised as like a straight up comedy, a la like um, the Righteous Gemstones. Yes, and it is maybe one of the most uncomfortable shows I've ever watched <laughs> in my entire life. Yeah, I mean, there's a very dark, bleak humor to yeah. it. There is a, it is a, uh, it is a pressure cooker full of nuts and bolts with just the word "uncomfortable" written in duct tape on the side. And you watched it all in like a week and a half. Yeah, yeah I blew through it. So that's a. That's a week and a half in a dark place. Yeah, I've been, I've had a very upset stomach for the last two weeks of my life. Ah, oh, it's so good. It's so good. <laughs> Love those upset stomachs. And it's, oh yeah. Um, like, with whenever the, I guess it was the penultimate episode of this season. Not spoiling. I will try not to spoil yeah. anything for those who have not watched. And there was the picture going around social media oh, of yeah. Karen Culkin. Yeah. Like, with that, like, weird slouch down mm-hmm. look. I was like, oh man, I can't wait to see what that's about. Because I don't watch it Sunday night, I watch it Monday morning right. while I'm working. And like, I finally saw why he looked like that. I was like, oh, it is so, so much worse in context. Truly. Um, I, yeah, so I was watching like one or two episodes a day. Because it's tough to stomach. Mm-hmm. Like two hours of it is like, it is the same feeling. Like I... I would get the same level of like anxiousness. Now, mind you, this whole time I'm actually also waiting for um, feedback from an interview. So mm-hmm. I'm in this. I mean, babies, I am in perpetually 
awaiting for interview feedback state. Kevin has been interviewing for jobs for as long as I've known him. So it's just like, <laughs> I just live in that world of just like anxiety. But whenever you see like Ken Roy, just like all the time, like, uh, dad, uh, all the time. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, this poor bastard is cucked by his own father. Right from the first season. Literally. From like the first 20 minutes. In like the first, yeah, in the first season, I think he does have good intentions with mm-hmm. it. And it's just, uh, it all falls apart. It's very badly. Um, and that's not really a spoiler. That's literally the show. Yeah. But uh, I would get like in the same space sort of and I would just feel like, ugh, like crumbling from the inside out. And, and I feel like that's why people are worried about Jeremy Strong. Yeah. Is because he is a method actor, but also the character that he's playing, nothing good ever happens to yeah. him. So he's just in a darker and darker place. Well, yeah. Goes so on. that's um, Brian Cox, who plays his dad, mm-hmm. uh, was on Seth Meyers, I think. Yeah. And oh, I'd watch that. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about like, and he, he brought it up himself, and he was like, you know, a lot's been made about Jeremy and um, and like sort of his his um, method, as it were, of acting. And he was like, that's all well and good, um, but like he, I, you know, I would tell him like. You know, do what you got to do, I guess. But mm-hmm. at the same time, like, you got to remember because you got to come, come up for air. And he was like, and I, I only, like, want to preface, he prefaced it by saying that, like, his, 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 like, wife and his kids come on set and his kids are precious and he seems like a very doubting, very loving father. And he seems mm-hmm. like a very, like, a hell of a guy, just like a real, you know, and he's like a model man, basically. Mm-hmm. But then he goes to work and he's just this, like, slouchy more bad posture no chin having like no spine having until the third season yeah. um and it's just like he was like you got to remember to come back up to the surface sometimes because like you said like literally nothing good happens to yeah. him like even when good things happen three frames later something terrible happens i mean it's different it's like he's just living in an or choosing to live in a depressed state it's not like it's not as bad as Jared Leto sending like dead pig yeah. fetuses or whatever. Yeah, to I mean it's not it's his not, co-stars. Yeah, it's not Dan Day Lewis like refusing to walk for an entire you know filming period, which I think is also someone Brian Cox yeah. talked about in that. It's funny because Brian Cox is like a, uh, and I've said this before. I feel like the tradition in British TV and cinema, like or the whole like theatrical scene there, is that most of the actors like. When they're on, they're all into it. When they don't need to be, they snap back to the normal life. Yeah. It's like literally punching a time card for them. Yeah. Like, they don't take it home with them. There was, I think it's just like a higher level of training. Yeah, there was a... Um, I can't remember who said it or who it was about, but basically there was a, a very famous um, joint stage and film actor, a la like a... Ian McKellen or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think it was... <sighs> Shit, I'm, I'm going to waste too much time thinking about who the actor he was talking about. But he was young at the time. Like He's, he's, he's one of the OGs, like Al Pacino or you uh, know, yeah. anything like that now. But at the time, he was still young. And he was turning in this really good performance. But he, he was like... His character that he was playing was just like very mentally depleted and like wasn't sleeping well and, and was like manic all the time. So... In order to kind of just get there, I guess, in a manner of thinking easier, he also would, like, stay up all hours of the night, um, force himself to stay up. He would, like, 
just put himself in a weird headspace before he would get on set. That way it would just seem like organic or whatever. And mm-hmm. then this this actor, this more OG actor, we like pulled him aside and he was like, listen, you're doing a wonderful job and I'm very happy with this, but you look awful. <laughs> like you look just terrible. Like what is going on? Are you okay? And he kind of explained what was going on. And he was like, my dear boy, have you tried acting? <laughs> and that's that seems to be like a, I guess like a large sentiment. Um, I th- I think I have heard that. Yeah, story. it's a large I sentiment. Say, I don't know if it was Peter O'Toole, but I feel like it was someone like something that. like that. Exactly. Yeah, maybe um, a, a Lawrence Olivier type thing. Because I I think um I think I'm remembering the story correctly. Michael Caine had something similar. Michael Caine. I think it was in like the '80s. Uh-huh. He did a movie with Jack Nicholson. Okay. Or he just knew Jack Nicholson, yeah. one of the two. And um, and it was something like Michael Caine would show up to set like on time every day. And whoever he was with like just would show up in their time. Uh-huh. It was like, a, you know, they were the star. Those, like, yeah. The progress won't start until they're there anyway. Yeah. So whenever they show up, it's fine. And Michael Caine was just like, this is your job. Yeah. Like, Show up when you're supposed to, do the work, and then go party or whatever. Yeah. But, like, you're being paid to be here at a certain time. Yeah. Um, it was Laurence Olivier to Dustin Hoffman. Mm. It was Dustin Hoffman that was doing that. My dear boy, if you tried acting. <laughs> and that's, like, the exact way to look at it, too. The people that live in these roles, it's like, you don't need to. If yeah. you're really good at what you do, you don't need to do that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's it's easy to certainly think that you would get a more compelling uh, performance out of living the role. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I mean, that's yeah. what the whole acting thing's yeah. about, you know? Yeah, that's it's like, why it's called acting. Yeah. <laughs> it's not called living. <laughs> you know? Oh. Yeah, that's funny. I like that. My dear boy, have you tried acting? <laughs> I, I just like kind of want it like somewhere, you know? Like I, <laughs> I just want to see it somewhere. I'm just picturing a very concerned Laurence Olivier with like eyes wide, mm-hmm. like maybe like hand on Dustin Hoffman's <laughs> forearm. Yeah. Like, my dear boy, have you tried acting? <laughs> and like knowing Dust, like who Dustin Hoffman yeah. is now. It's just such a brutal, like that is a dagger. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's a dagger. <laughs> like, you think you're like, man, I'm doing all this great work like to get to that. Yeah. And this legend just like, <laughs> wow, that's a choice. Let me tell you about craft, okay? <laughs> uh, it's a delicious cheese, but I'm not entirely sure it's authentic. <laughs> um, but man, craft mac and cheese from the box. Oh, uh, craft dinner, as the Canadians say. Mm. And I, you know, I blame Home Alone. For inspire for making me okay with like yeah a bowl of mac and cheese is a good meal yeah I actually because <laughs> he never gets to eat it in the movie yeah yeah I have you had uh, have you had the blue box recently I've had the like store brand version yeah okay I've also you know what I had the other day huh for the first time in a long time huh Velveeta shells and cheese okay. yeah how'd that hold up oh my god yeah because I haven't had either in quite a long time. Which is surprising because you eat garbage. Well, regularly. so when I when I cook, when I cook, which I, my schedule at work, thankfully for hopefully the last time ever, mm-hmm. has it, it's it gets weird because like I space out my dinners, like what I buy, um, so that it lasts until my next day off. 
So I'm not buying for a week. I'm usually buying for like four days or so. Mm-hmm. You all right? Yeah, someone just walked over my grave. I got the chills, the shivers, the shimmy, shimmy shakes. Interesting. Um, what the fuck was I saying? Oh, so whenever I buy food, you know, I'll, I'll pre, I'll make it like usually all in a day and then I'll just like let it go. So when I'm making food, I actually eat really clean. Yeah. Um, which is why I'm like not entirely uh, dead. Mm-hmm. Um, so what happens when you eat steak six days a week. Yeah. Well, I, I have moved to chicken because I read some oh relatively unsavory things about red meat. Yeah. It's not good for you. It's not great for you. Uh, it And largely, and this is like the thing. It takes a really long time to digest. Yeah. And I felt like that might have been why. Do you feel bloated? Yeah, like all the time. It takes like a long time. And like chicken is like, what? So yeah. like chicken and fish and rice have like been the thing. But occasionally on the weekends, like I like to have a proper Sunday dinner mm-hmm. if I'm making it. So I'll do like a couple of petite steaks, reverse seared, and then I'll either have like a heavy starch, like mm-hmm. uh, potatoes or or mac and cheese or something of that you know, ilk. Maybe even throw in a salad if I'm feeling fancy. Yeah. But I will use ranch dressing because I can't have that with any nutritional value. So anyway, um, what was I saying? Oh, right. So I, 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 the mac and cheese that I make is actually, it's like the pre-made, just heat up on a stove, um, Bob Evans. Yes. And it's delicious. It is so good. But I, I haven't actually made mac and cheese from a box in a long time. But the last time that I did, it was craft, and I I gotta tell you, Doug, it didn't fuck. Craft, I think they changed. Uh, it felt plasticky. I think that's all part of um, everyone going like gluten free. Yeah, it just didn't taste. It tasted off. Because I remember when Honey Nut Cheerios first went gluten free. Mm-hmm. I used to love Honey Nut Cheerios. Yeah. Then they went gluten free, and it was like I would eat a bowl of Honey Nut Cheerios. And it was like I had a grenade made of daggers in my stomach. Yeah. Like it caused me physical pain to digest it. Yeah. Yeah, I bet. I don't understand. It went to bad things. I don't understand how that works. Like physically. Like oh, yeah. like chemically or whatever. Like I, I, don't, or, I don't know how that works. Like how can you have a binding agent without gluten? Yeah. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Which then leads me to believe it's like the whole like, yeah, sugar, bad for you. Mm-hmm. Aspartame worse for you yeah so what are we what are we coke or diet coke one of two or both probably i was like i don't know what you're cutting it with um but no a cola (laughs) the cola um coke the cola (laughs) (laughs) speaking of which i um All right, this is a longer story leading up to this. Uh, okay. So I started my Christmas shopping today. Today? <laughs> today. 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 That's okay. I still haven't. Because, well, usually I'm a December 23rd shopper, mm-hmm. which is the best day to Christmas shop. Okay. Because that's when everyone's parties are. So they're not out there in the bold. wild. It's bold and kind of lonely, but... It's wonderful. There's no <laughs> lines. Today. I'm the winner. Today there were lines. Mm-hmm. I went to Target and Walmart. In that order. Target, I ended up only just buying stuff for myself. Like that vest. Everything. Yeah. <laughs> because the stuff I was looking for, they did not have. So I go to Walmart. I stand in line at that Walmart for a solid 30 minutes. Yeah. And it got to a point where 
I saw lines around me moving faster, but I was like, I've stood here so long, I'm going to see this through. Oh, yeah, diminishing returns. And the girl behind me, I think she was of a similar mindset. Yeah. Because, like, every time we would step, like, forward half a foot, she'd be like, okay. Okay. And then we got to the point where, we were like, we were both in the aisle proper of the register. She was like, almost there. Mm-hmm. And, like, I just exhaled at one point because we found out together why it was taking so long. It was because the cashier was a real chatty Kathy. Ah. Uh. The girl in front of me was getting, like, a cartload of stuff. I had four items in my hand. Yeah. I'm, I when I go shopping, I don't grab a cart because yeah. if I I go shopping with the intent of not needing more than I can carry in yeah. my arms. Yeah, you 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 have to pre handicap yourself. Yes. Yeah, I get it. Um, because then it's like you won't spend so much. Money. Sure. Except when I go clothes shopping, I've learned how yeah. to carry a yeah. lot in my arms. Yeah. Shoulders um, like a god. But have you seen how broad these shoulders are? <laughs> carrying 50 pound golf bags for years um but the cash like so the lady in front of me has got like a cartload of stuff and she also got photos developed yes okay you didn't you couldn't hear that but i just rolled my eyes in 2021 in december of 2021 she's going to walmart to get photos developed you need to find a hipster on etsy that's how you do that and yeah they'll frame it and everything yeah it'll be nice fiber yeah or be a real adult. Get one of those digital uh, picture frames. It's just a slideshow. Oh, yeah. But the the cashier, who was this elderly man, he was like, you know, most people just put their pictures on Facebook these days. <laughs> and, like, I heard the girl behind me go, like, and that's why. <laughs> but, so while I'm in this line, and, you know, once you get into the aisle, there's, like, all these snacks and everything and it's 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 a clever trick that they pull on you they make you wait and their stuff is just staring you oh, in the, the face oh the impulse aisle the worst and, one and you know you don't need it but you're like you know what it's just one mm-hmm. why not so my just one was a bottle of vanilla coke okay vanilla coca cola and I used to thanks lo- for specifying yes, I used to love vanilla coca cola mm. like it was my favorite I preferred it over classic coca cola oh yeah absolutely um, and so I was like, like, I don't need this, but I'm going to get it. So I got it. Finally get out to my car. I crack this bad boy open and take a sip. And I was like, wow, this sucks. <laughs> this is only going to be used to mix with alcohol. Now. Yeah. And I was just like, part of me was sad, but also reassured. Because had I really enjoyed it, I could have like backslid sure. into that unhealthy habit of drinking pop all the time. Sure. But this was the first one I've had sans alcohol in at least a year, I'd say. And I did not yeah. miss it. Are there are there any pops um, that you can't drink because you'll only taste the alcohol? Uh... I think there is. Um, honestly, I think it's Pepsi. Whenever like you order a rum and coke, mm-hmm. they're like, "How about a Pepsi and uh, Jack instead?" Yeah, <laughs> like, that actually. Okay. Yeah, that happened to me at a wedding a while ago, where it was um, 
it was intentionally kind of um, how do I say it nicely? Because there it was it was for all intents and purposes a nice you know mm-hmm. it was a nice get together this mm-hmm. wedding, um, but the reception was like the kids the guys that got married um, they were like they're like punk kids mm-hmm. like what you know so like they intentionally kept it of that like atmosphere mm. um so when i went to go get everyone got roofied well i went to go get a jack and coke and i swear to god this bartender looked at me in, with complete sincerity and said um how about a pepsi and old crow <laughs> <laughs> nah i'm good yeah i'll I just was, take the pepsi literally i was like Give me one of those uncapped beers, man. (laughs) (laughs) It's been sitting in the sun. Um, Yeah. What is your go-to, like, wedding mixed drink now? I'm a Grand Vodka guy. Yeah? Big Grand Vodka. I'm a a big whiskey ginger. Yeah. Whiskey ginger is a great drink. It doesn't taste like what you think it's going to taste like based off of the words whiskey ginger. It's truly a beautiful blend. It's really nice. And it's very smooth, and Mm. you you could taste the cajal. Yeah. Yeah, that's what. See, I like I like cran vodkas because they make me feel alive. Mm-hmm. You know that that's like it's it's just it's an exciting time, and I feel like if I start drinking brown liquor, like it'll slow me down. Yes, and I'll just as wanna, it like, is meant to do. Yeah, and I just want to like sit, mm-hmm. but like at a, you know at a, at a, it's a party. You know, you want to be up, you want to be like talking, it's, you want to be dancing. It's about finding the alcohol that goes against type is and is an accelerant rather yeah, than a depressant. Exa- exactly, exactly. So whoever's um, crushing. Adderall over there. Yeah, it's <laughs> rum and coke. <laughs> yeah, it's seriously. Well, it's well. Usually, people don't have like vodka Red Bulls, which is my vice. It's a vice. It is what it is. It's probably had, the worst thing you could put in your body. I've had one Red Bull in my life. Outside of your toxic. And you were there for it. It was in my twenty first birthday. Yeah, and it was mixed with alcohol. That was a long time ago. Yeah, thanks for that. <laughs> Did <you laughs> that? Alan was there too. No, Alan wasn't there because he wasn't twenty one yet. You bastard. Sweet baby Alan. But Alan did, I don't know if it was later that summer or the next summer, when we all went out to Hemingway's. Mm, and Alan, yeah. inf- infamously... That's why we're doing this, actually. This is an intervention. This is payback. Uh, Alan asked us if we would all like to do a shot. I remember it. And we said, yeah, sure, why not? And Alan turns to the bartender, well, counts all of us, turns to the bartender and says... Five fireballs, please. Oh, my God. I've never gone from relaxed to angry that quick in my entire life. <laughs> I mean, that sounds exactly right. That's like, that just, just the little bit that Alan put in, it was like everything makes sense now. I went to Morgantown to visit Alan yeah. once, and I remember so very little of it. Sure. Because we, we, we got after it that yeah. night. I, um... Oh, oh my god. god! The fact that you're alive is a miracle. I um. <laughs> yeah, I I went to peep um, WVU, um, in high school, and I was like, wow, I don't really feel like I want to walk up a hill, my entire <laughs> life. So, uh, I think we're not gonna go to WVU, but uh, should have gone to Oakland. Then. Yeah, well, we 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 went to IUP instead. <laughs> it's the same thing, just not on a hill. IUP managed to rack up a pretty impressive body count every year. Yeah, we are very being, good at what we do. For being out in the middle of nowhere. We are good at what we do. A lot do. of people die. Yeah. Um, 
I was going to say, no, but I remember that. I remember that day. Exactly. I oh. remember that it was July 15th. 2014 um, or 2015? It was 2015. Oh, okay. And, uh, well, you know why I remember that date exactly, Doug? You Kevin, know why. Kevin, why could you possibly remember that date exactly? Because July 14th, mm. the day before, if you're keeping track. Yes. You got your calendars out. Yes. Uh, the dawn it, before the day. The it, is a, it is a day that will forever live in infamy. The day, as I recall, Kevin almost died. Yeah. Honestly, uh, <laughs> babies, I was poisoned. And um, we, had, we Doug and I had something of a night. We did have something of a night. So there was uh, back. So this is the thing for the younger for the younger generation that's listening. Um, we we would have porch get-togethers. I don't know if that's still a concept. I don't think so. I, I you know just like the uh, coke bed. Yeah, exactly. Has gone by the wayside. Um, porch parties were. But we are bringing it back. Fans. Very much. Yeah, I can't, fans. Yeah. I'm just calling you fans. There now. you go. Um, it feels better, you know. Babies feels like skirting around the subject, like it's mm-hmm. like tongue in cheek. Yeah, we're Almost men. Ironic. We can admit yeah. we have fans. Yeah, which only fans really. Yeah. Well, don't don't put that on YouTube. We'll get demonetized. But um, anyway, we were we were at a porch we'll party, and um, I was a little late to the party, but because I had to work. Ugh. Yeah, I know that's um, that's the whole thing. But um, <sighs> Crimea River. Right. So I show up. And now you got to know, I'm a, at that time, I was still very much a very heavy Guinness fan. You were. I yeah. forgot about that. I, I had. I have not. <laughs> I have not had a Guinness regularly since this day. And need we remind you, it's July 14th. Yeah. We're in the dead of summer. Yeah. It, it, yeah. I was like, but so this is the thing. Guinness Blonde. Yeah. Had been introduced. Yeah, it was fairly new. As a stopgap. And uh, I was like, all right, well. These are pretty good or whatever. So anyway, I show up expecting it to be like a lot of like Western PA staples. Mm-hmm. You know, your icy lights, your icy mangoes, your... Um, Iron City. Iron City. Um, yinglings, things of that nature. Yeah. Um, and I do see that there's like three or four uh, Guinness Blondes mm-hmm. in this cooler. So I was like, shit, yeah. So I just start sucking these down. I'm having a good time. I'm enjoying myself. I'm talking to people I haven't seen in a while. And then I would say we were, I was probably there for two, three hours. I had maybe four. Yeah. And this was like, I was young. I just graduated from IUP. I have a godly tolerance for alcohol. (laughs) Bitch, you thought. Yeah. Without warning. Like, I want to say, it wasn't like, you know how you usually have that, like, back and forth subconsciously where you're like, do I feel sick? Is that what this is? Or is it just like a weird wind? Hmm. No, I don't feel great. Can I fight this? Mm -hmm. Should I go for a walk real quick? Maybe, like, get a little bit more air. Like, maybe get a cold thing of water. And we'll try to fight it. And then a couple minutes later, and you're like, hmm, I better just discreetly go to the bathroom. I didn't get that. Yeah. It was immediately like run. I mean, boom, 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 boom. that's from my perspective. You maintained your discreetness. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I certainly tried. My dear boy, have you tried acting? <laughs> I, uh, I tried to maintain my discretion as much as possible. I literally sat bolt upright, and then I just left the porch. Yeah. 
So much so that I thought you were just taking a phone call. Yeah, I do remember as I'm leaving, someone goes, where'd Kevin go? Oh, I think he's taking a phone call, says Doug. Yeah. Um, Meanwhile, I am puking up pretty much everything I've had for about a week and a half. Yeah. And then it it took a good while for someone to be like... Is he okay? <laughs> yeah. And I was like... And even then I was like, he's probably fine. Yeah. Um, he's probably still on the phone. Because I assumed you were. Yeah. I fully believed you were on the phone. Yeah, I was down there for like three hours. <laughs> and then someone pointed out that you were just sitting in the middle of this driveway. Yeah. Head bowed. And I was like, I'll go check on him. So I go down to this driveway. I believe I placed my hand on your shoulder and said, like, hey, buddy, you okay? Yep. And then Kevin made a retching sound. <laughs> and fans, I don't know if I've ever moved so quickly in my life to get Doug, out of there. Doug does not like that noise. Sure didn't. Uh, sure didn't. And sure don't. Yeah. I just, it was just really just a god-awful experience i do believe you were the only one to drink guinness blonde <laughs> yeah so i was and then i don't know if it was later the next or earlier the next day mm-hmm. or if it was further down the road but you had actually told me that the the man that supplied mm-hmm. that alcohol that night had those five or six that he brought they were just sitting in his trunk in the middle of july yeah. all day yeah, well, you know, we were all young. Yeah. And not everyone knew how to properly store beer at that age. So, that was fun. I mean, we were all of legal drinking age. Right, that was a fun thing to but find out. But it was out. fresher for others than it was yeah. for some of us. And, but you you and I walked around that block for like half an hour, 45 minutes. Yeah, we did some laps. We did, we, we had, we each had a heart-to-heart. Well, I mean. Yeah. We had a heart-to-heart that we both remember, or we both remember having, but not at all what was spoken. And honestly, it's probably for the best. It probably is for the best. Yeah. One of those things that we remember on our deathbed and be like, Mm. Kevin did murder someone. (laughs) That son of a bitch. I always suspected. Yeah. Those were days. So I remember you texting me and um, you were like, hey, so Alan's around. We're going to go down. We're going to go down Hemingway's. Mm-hmm. Oak Town. Oak Town. Um, do you want to come with? And meanwhile, like, I'm in no shape. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and we had a decent crew. It was the three of us, TJ mm-hmm. and Colin, who longtime listeners remember from Chairman of the Board. Oh, was he there? He was there, yeah. Interesting. Um... I think it was just the five of us, but we were meeting friends of TJ's. Okay, I down think there. that's what it was. Yeah, who I did not get along with. <laughs> you did not get along with them. You can be something of a sourpuss around new people. Well, yeah, I, that, those were different days. They um, were different. You're was, you're a changed man. Yeah, now. those were different days. The Kevin that goes by himself to the South Side would have balked. Yeah, yeah. I'm a friendly person now. Yeah, I was. You know, I don't know what that was. Me either. Yeah, but I don't hey. know what that was, but I'm, I'm, a, I'm a friendlier person. Now. You endeared yourself to people somehow. Yeah, I'm endearing. Um, but yeah, I just remember, um, like literally, because you know you really can't be at a bar in Oakland and not have mm-hmm. something. So I was like, I'm gonna sip a Miller Lite, mm. and then Alan shows up, and everyone's excited to see Alan because Alan's a great guy. We love Alan. We do love Alan. And immediately he's like, Hey, you guys want to do a round of shots? <laughs> and you know how that story goes. Um, Night kind of got away from us again. It sure did. Uh, you took off running down Oakland. I did. That was fun. That's right. That, that 
and, and someone, one of TJ's friends squeezed my face and mm-hmm. said, don't let them die. Yeah. <laughs> and I said, okay. Yeah. Good times. I miss being young. That was six years ago. Almost seven. Yeah. How does that make you feel? Well, it's bringing on a Denzel tear right now, yeah. let me tell you. Yeah, it's rough, man. But you know what they say, 30 is a new 20. I hope so. I mean, my therapist keeps telling me to, I keep having to stave off that uh, old man, you know, uh, grief. Because she was like, 30 is still really young. It is. Like, really young. And we all know people that have not made it that far. Yeah. So, it's like, you're lucky now. Yeah. The tides are a-turning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to put a positive spin on this. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of... Think of how many stylish people there are in their 30s. I feel like 50s when you really get it. I think... So. I, th- I just hope... Here's my fear. Yeah. That I end up looking like a typical pittsburgher in their 50s where what i strive to look like is like a keanu reeves in his 50s sure keanu's keanu's tough that's that's a pretty high sight it is alan i pray that i'm gray when i'm 50 i just don't want to be bald or like balding uh-huh we're spalding well say dr james naismith brach <laughs> hashem now Here's the thing that I want to run by you now that we're like broaching the topic. Mm-hmm. I told myself last time I got. <laughs> what is your stance on death? Yeah. Um, would you greet it as a friend or. Um, yeah. I guess it depends on the path I take to get there. Yeah. Um, Which is what I was guessing or trying to figure out when I was in line at Walmart today. What I could have done differently yeah. in my life to how, avoid being in this position. <laughs> Just, this is not my beautiful line. How did I get here? Um, same with everyone. <laughs> I was thinking, and this is probably not a conversation for the pod. I don't know how terribly interesting it's going to be, but I was saying to myself, next time I need a haircut, I'm just gonna, sh- I'm just gonna buzz my head. Oh, bold! Like not all the way down. Like yeah. I'm gonna leave like some colored fuzz. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just feel like I haven't had like short hair in a long time. Which yeah. you may remember, like, up until, like, my junior year mm-hmm. of high school when I started growing it out to, like, roughly around the length that it is now, minus the sides, mm-hmm. I had, like, a crew cut. Do you remember that? Because it was just, I played soccer year-round, and it was just easier to maintain. You had, you had like, the soccer scene kid haircut. Because mm-hmm. I was, like... You had bangs. Yeah, I did have bangs. That was just a really misguided time. Like, I don't... for everybody. Yeah, I don't... That's the thing, like... I didn't I, have bangs. I still swooped then. Yeah. I, I don't regret... I'm really, timeless. really anything that I did in high school, I don't remember a ton of it either. Well, I, this thing I had—I'm not saying I didn't do anything wrong. I did a shit ton of things. You don't wrong. regret the scoliosis we all got sitting on the floor for well, lunch. Would you have rather sat in that smelly ass cafeteria? I'd rather sat at a table. <laughs> I'd rather gotten there early enough to claim a table. Well, our, our that's how I stave off scoliosis. <laughs> Okay, that was some or ba- embrace it as a friend. I don't know if did that come through, Alan. I, I don't think so. Ah, uh, that's no. a bummer. Okay, he just cracked his back in twain. Yes. Call me Mark, bitch. Yeah. Bitch. <laughs> bitch. 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 
Um, so <laughs> how do we forget that already? I don't know. Uh, we're only like twenty minutes into this one, I think. So it's, mm. we're only like thirty minutes. I, I think we're one. longer than. That. Oh damn. Um, thirty-six. See. Yeah. Six minutes. Thirty-six. Oh, thirty-six. <laughs> the longest six minutes <laughs> of your like, life. Jesus. Oh shit. Oh fuck. Trading us. Um. What were we talking? About? Oh yeah. No, I don't really regret anything about high school. Again, not to say that I didn't do anything wrong or that I shouldn't apologize for some things, but mm-hmm. like, I don't really regret anything. I, that's just the whole. I never really got the vibe that it was like, oh, high school's a prison, which you know it may be that case for some people. I, I remember some people definitely were not treated mm-hmm. right. Um, some of my best friends, excluding you, yeah, uh, claim that they hated their high school experience. Yeah. And I was like, I was there with you. I was like, we're well, we in the same circle. And he's like, you seemed fine. I had a good time. Yeah. I had a real good time. Like, I've had much better time since, but like, mm-hmm. I got along well with everybody, which, and like, these people did too. Yeah. It's not like they were getting like lunch trays smashed in their face or right. something. Right. Yeah. Nothing really seemed too traumatic. We weren't like, to my knowledge, and I could be wrong. Yeah. Because I just like wasn't exposed to it. I don't think we were like a huge bullying school. Um, not, no. At least not in, like, the classic ways. Yeah. Yeah, and even, even then, this is kind of something I, we, I might have even said off air. So I was with, um, uh, Joey, mm-hmm. um, before the episode, and there was, like, it was basically, like, the, the party that he threw was kind of, like, this impromptu, like, class reunion. Yeah. And, but only starring, like, roughly 15% of my, our, my graduating class. Um, but a lot of the people that I talked to that I, I had actually not spoken to in over a decade. Yeah. Um, talking to them was like kind of really revealing. Yeah. Uh, that's a weird sentence that I just put together there, but it was like, oh, well we were kind of like of the same mind on a lot of things, Mm -hmm. but because of the people that you hung out with, I assumed you were also a prick. Yeah. I've reconnected with... Actually, really connected with for the first time mm-hmm. this past year. People that I graduated with that like I had minimal exposure to, but yeah. I was just always like, "Wow, those guys are dicks." Yeah, exactly. And now I talk to them, was like, "This is like an enjoyable person to be around." Yeah. yeah, well, that's the thing. Like a couple of the people that I was talking to, I was like, "Well, I mean, listen, we're still not best friends, yeah. you know." And I don't. I'm not gonna like seek you out on Facebook or whatever it is millennials exactly. do. But like, I really value this experience that we're having right now. It's one of the. It's like. When you see those people now, you're like, hey. Yeah. Like, how's it going? Exactly. What have you been up to? It's, it's less like, you know, hide your eyes and cover around. Because yeah. I there was like a guess, like I said, to, to the point is there were, you know, obviously I can think of some kids right now that were, you know, in some way, shape or form, you know, traumatizing, yeah. you know, in the halls or whatever. In the hall. In the hall. And, but like, even like if those people had been brought up like at this party like a couple of them were and mm-hmm. it was like oh well i assumed the guy that i'm talking to was like good friends based on like how they were always seen with each other and he's like no i fucking hated that guy yeah but we were both on the same you know team so i had to like at least you know try acting so much of it is being like just bonded by shared trauma yeah yeah it really is and i think that's going to be more true for the like kids coming up now who actually have to deal with real trauma in schools. Yeah, like constant daily school shootings. Yeah, like we knew, I remember there was, I think a series of bomb threats. Yeah. But we all knew they were bullshit. Yeah. And it was just to get us out of class. Mm-hmm. And there was one we stood outside for like an hour and a half near the end was of the day. It, was that the one that we were on the street leading up to the hill? 
I think some people were. I was on the hill over the bottom field. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, there was one I remember because it, it was like March or so, right? Yeah, yeah. Because it was like chillier than you'd like to be standing yeah, outside. Yeah, but like it was like late enough in or late enough in the school year where it was like you could entertain actually like hanging out outside for an extended period of time, yeah. but not so late that it wasn't still snow on the ground. It was like after like the first 30, 45 minutes, you're like, all right, like what are we doing? I don't want to go back yeah. to Spanish class, but I do want to be back inside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I do remember. Um, because even, even at that point, the teachers were like, what are we, what the hell is this? Like, and like, it was no, because it was just like a piece of paper was found. It was like bomb 145. Yeah. And that was it. That's all you had to do. Um, and it's like, people don't, they don't make threats like that. Yeah. yeah. They're more elaborate. They, people go full joker with it these days. Yeah, truly. Yeah. I mean, I don't even think we had, did we ever practice school shootings? No, we just had tornado drills. Yeah. Which I mean, again. Go in the hallway and squat down. Mm-hmm. Pray to God. Kiss your own asshole goodbye. That all these jagged metal locker doors yeah, that go right? flying through won't impale Jesus. you. Jesus. Yeah, that was a... Uh, those were days. Yeah, I mean, even... God, even in 2009, 2010, man. And we got the shit end of that stick. Sure did. Because we were... So, as we've probably brought up before, I'm certain... Um, our, our high school was being actively renovated with us in it. Well, you at least had half a high school to go for. That's true. So when I got to the high school, it was totally open. They had not yet begun renovations. So yeah. we got full 500 level, 400. Our, our, our school was built um, in the strangest possible way. On and within a hillside. Yeah. And like a hobbit hole. You kind of had to do geometry to figure out what hall belonged where at what level. Yeah. Um, so there were certain tunnels that just led to floors that they shouldn't have physically connected to. <laughs> but they did. There'd just occasionally be a waterfall pouring down yeah. the side of stairs. It's not a big deal. Um, or whatever. Like one side of a hall would be boiling hot and the other would be freezing cold. Mm-hmm. But and you'd open a door, and just find a room filled with sand. sand. The sand room. Oh man, Which legendary. Which occasionally had snakes. Legendary. Um, <laughs> just to keep it from sliding down the hill. How? <laughs> it's adding more weight. <laughs> but um, yeah, so I when I got there, my freshman year, the whole school was open, and then the summer into my sophomore year. They basically blocked off half of the two lower levels of the B building. Yeah. So 500, 400, and then 300 above it were all underground. Yeah. And then 200, 100 in that order. 300 Um, was ground level. Yeah, it was like ground level, yeah. But 400, 500 were underground. So 400, 500 that were halfway walled off, although there were still two open classrooms after the wall on the 500 level. Yeah. Which was like, okay, what are we doing? It was the it was the two like computer labs, one for photography and the other one for computer generating. Mm. Um, I remember. It was the engineering. Engineering, yeah. Yeah. And I was like, all right, so this, I spent a lot of time in that room. Yeah. The, I spent a lot of time in engineering classes for someone who had never pursued a career <laughs> in engineering. 
I um I had a photography class. I took photography like three times. I was like, this is awesome. We just get to play with cameras for an hour. <laughs> you get away with keep yeah. taking it over and over. Yeah, again. I just keep leaving the like the campus. <laughs> there was there was one day on that lowest level where I don't know if something happened on the construction side of things. Mm-hmm. But there was just this cloud of smoke drifting down the hallway. I do kind of remember that. And, like, I forget if they, like, evacuated that lower level and said, like, classes down there, like, just went to the gym instead. Mm-hmm. Or if it was just, like, kind of a lockdown protocol. All right, teachers, close your doors. <laughs> and then kids, when you leave the room, just don't breathe too heavily. <laughs> just hold your breath. It's fine. Because that uh, is something they would say. Gas closing in. There was a real ramshackle oh, administration. It, yeah, I mean, we would have we would have daily um, like pep rallies over the PA system, and it was just being told that perfect pra- practice doesn't make perfect. I mean, like perfect practice makes. We perfect. had teachers that were getting allegedly me tooed before the Me Too movement existed, and we actively rebelled against the administration's decisions to discipline these people. Yeah. Well, okay, so I actually, I don't think anything ever actually happened with them. So what I, I actually remember that vividly because I was caught up in almost the middle of it. You always are. So I was a bystander, mm-hmm. um, but a very... I don't know if we were dating at that point. Us? No. No, 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 no not, not, not yet. Kevin still didn't put out that. Yeah. Um, buddy. Um, <laughs> uh, you've said some incorrect things before, but... Uh, no, so um, the I don't the girl that we're, kind of we ran with... Um, oh. I don't know if we, were, we had dated yet, which I don't even think you could really call that dating at all. But at that point, we weren't really there yet, but I was trying. Yes. So, you know, when you're 18 or 17 or 18 and you're like trying... You're gonna pretty much do anything. That is yeah. that is your first and worst down bad moment. And so what had happened was the I think he was remedial. Do you just are you okay? Do you need a towel? Do you want a cigarette or something? I just cracked my back over this chair in such a way I've never done before. And it was it felt so good and was also like, Douglas, you have discovered a new technique. <laughs> Where's where's the belt? Hold on. <laughs> the game has been changed for you, my friend. Um, no, I think he was remedial history, I think. Something like that. And But or, he, he was a teacher that a lot of people enjoyed because he was like... He was one of those teachers that spoke to you like you were a person. He was affable. He was really cool. Yeah. Um, to the point where like he even like amongst the, the faculty, he was referred to as nickname. Yeah. And um, there was a student... Who everybody knew, uh, and I'm just gonna say it, even though I am kind of talking ill of at this point, a 16 year old girl um, as a 30 year old man. She's not 16 anymore. Though. That's true. Um, she was a piece of shit, <laughs> and everybody knew she was a piece of shit. Mm. Um, just like had no ambition of like ever bettering herself. Kind of just one of those, um, just a real, you know, 2009 class A piece of trash shit. Yeah, and. I don't know what it's like, obviously, in a high school now, because yeah. we're very far removed. Um, but texting was still like what we literally if, the first iPhone came out while we were in high school. If you were seen with a phone, it was confiscated. Some would com- some teachers would confiscate it till the end of the year. Yeah. Others would just take it for the day, but you would get punished. You'd yeah. get detention. Yeah. And I've had my phone taken more than once. And now it's like. I'm sure I, it's part of the curriculum. It actually is. Yeah. Um. Because everything's digital. Yeah, but at the I mean, we're still talking T nine here. These damn kids, 
literally the flip phone behind us might have belonged in somebody's backpack at some point. It probably was. And um, but you, yeah. So if you're texting, like you'd get obviously in trouble to some extent. But I guess this girl was trying to text during a testing moment, mm-hmm. and obviously that's like extra bad. So because you're cheating. Yeah, you're a cheater. And effectively, it's like an automatic F. You know, or whatever does the sixty-five. I think is an automatic. It's like F. a disqualification. Yeah, basically, and um, as like as like a kind of, um, so she got she got she failed the test. Obviously, so then after the test, she went to the guidance counselors mm-hmm. and was like, such and such touched my boob like more than once, and like I didn't want to say anything because I thought, well, maybe it's the first time. It's you know that whole yeah. you know whatever, um, and then. Yeah, that's kind of how the whole thing went. So then he got suspended indefinitely. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so there were like actual like, okay, so at three, we're all going to leave our rooms and we're just going to stand in the hall yeah. or something like there that. There were actual walkouts. And it was it was in at least some sects of that were largely staged by my, my friend, soon to be <laughs> girlfriend. And I or was, former girlfriend. Or former who knows girlfriend. The yeah, who knows the timeline really? But I remember being like, "Listen, I never had this guy. Um, I know she's a piece of shit, and there's enough people that this is probably going to get worked out, or it won't. Again, yeah. doesn't really have anything to do with me. And I, and if I don't get to math class on time, I will be failing. I literally got caught up in these walkouts yeah. because I was. We were probably trying to get to the same math class. I was known for being late to class. Yeah. Not like egregiously, just like, you know, the bell rang and like a minute later I'd walk in. Yeah. But now there's a mob of people in mm-hmm. the way that you're throwing elbows to try to get through. I was like, and I was the opposite. I was like, I didn't have this guy. I have no dog in this fight. Yeah, exactly I'm just trying it. to get to class. That's exactly it. I think, were we trying to, was that, did you have sass? We had sass together. Yeah. I don't know if that was. I think that was it. Was that it? I think that was it. Because that was been. geometry too. Oh, I don't know. See, I never graduated above the geometries. I just know. You were in that class. class. Man, this is nuts. I just remember that was the most ridiculous final. Oh, my God. Because if it was the circle, it was like all the angles. But if you got one angle wrong, you were chalked. A circle with like dozens of lines through it. And it was the worst photocopied thing I've ever seen in my life. It was like cell shaded. And like some of the angles were already filled in to like help you figure things out. But it was like the blotting was there. So you couldn't tell if like... It was a nine or yeah, an eight or something exactly. like that. Exactly. Yeah, that was a very... Like, that doesn't look like 90 degrees, but the number says 90 degrees. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was extremely you tough. But again, out. yeah, I was like, I don't want anything to do with this. I just want to go to class. Um, <laughs> I'm Switzerland, people. That's just... Yeah. That's, and then I... Douglas, why were you late to class? Did you see it outside? <laughs> Cats and dogs. It's cats and dogs out there, lady. The girls have gone wild. <laughs> oh, oh my goodness. Jesus, those are men. Yeah, so that There's sucked. Someone's blood on my knuckles. Yeah, that's that sucked. I did not enjoy that, but there was like a lot of there's a lot of really fun things. I mean, that was so like my first two years, all I basically did was just like go to school, go to soccer, in whatever form. Mm-hmm. And that was basically it. So like, I really didn't get like a high school experience until like my juniors and senior years. So yeah. I was fucking living life at that point. I was having a good old time. Yeah, once I entered your life. Yeah. And then 
Thank God you left for a while. I don't think I could handle a full decade of Doug. Could you imagine had we hung out in college? That would have been something. But God. It would also have been extremely difficult. But we didn't hang out until we were like a month away each from graduating. Yeah. Well, which, just... happy seven year anniversary, by the way. Yeah, happy. I mine, saw, yeah. Mine was the other day. Was it the 15th? The 14th. Ah, uh, so you technically graduated before me. Am I older than you? <laughs> Am I more accomplished yeah. than well, you? I, at least, at least the pictures my parents put up were on December fifteenth, two thousand and fourteen. You should start calling me your big brother. I don't think I'm gonna do that, but you should. Well, I won't. I'm bigger than you. Yeah, in certain ways, none of them good. <laughs> it's got that girth. <laughs> I got momentum. Let's put it like that. <laughs> that has got inertia. You catch me r- running down a hill, who child, stay out of the way. <laughs> I'm the juggernaut, bitch. 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 I should get one of those helmets. You should get one of those helmets. Mm-hmm. Boop. And then I can get a Magneto helmet? Yeah, you should get a Magneto. That way no one can read your mind. Ah. Uh, that's not what you want to do anyway. Exactly. Oh, buddy, I know. <laughs> a lot of leather daddies up in there. <laughs> um, hey, it's 2021. Happy Pride, man. <laughs> Happy Pride. I don't think it's still Pride anymore. It, it's always Pride, Doug. Are you proud? To be an American? I was going to say, that feels like a trap. you know you're free. <laughs> like, you're not going to out me on my own podcast. And you won't forget the men who died. Oh, shit. Speaking of which, um, Alan, what's our timestamp? This might be a longer Snowman. conversation. Snowman, sorry. Ugh. Pretty close to Snowman. Okay, well, maybe we'll, we'll make this shorter then. Uh, Kevin, I read an article last night about your boy Jason Isbell. Okay. And how he's trying to... Uh, it was a BuzzFeed article. Okay. And it was a well-written one, I will say. <laughs> okay. Um, did you just pour beer in your eyes? Worse, it's Red Bull. Oh, no. See, that's why I don't drink Red Bull. Unless it's with a shot. You gonna take a shot? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Jason Isbell. Uh, there's an article about how he's like headlining seven nights of shows at this theater in Nashville. Okay. Um, amphitheater, if you will. Or just normal theater. Amphitheater. And it's how he's trying to change the narrative of country music and trying to remove the nostalgia from it. Okay. Because the, the nostalgia is what's creating the problem. Okay. And that, like, um, it's why the industry is so volatile for uh, black women specifically or people that just aren't white, straight men. Yeah. Um. And it was talking about how, like, each of these seven nights, the opener is a different black female country singer. Okay. And it kind of got, like, interviewed all of them and, like, all of their top or their points of view on it and how it's just revolutionizing everything. Um, and it was, it was a really interesting article because it just pushed against the narrative of country music as everyone knows it. Yeah. Yeah. He's a good one. Um, but the fact that like he doesn't consider himself country music. Yeah, he's like I have a rock band. I don't have a country band. Yeah, he's like we're I'm from Alabama, and like yeah, I have like a a twang in my voice because of where I'm from. But like, he talked about how his song about <clears throat> like his truck and beer song is about a police officer who's. Uh, sexually abusing the women that he pulls over. Yeah. Like, you won't find that on the radio. <laughs> yeah, seriously. Um he Yeah, he's a he's a good one. He um 
he was so he was in a band. I think they were called the Boilermakers. Like in the two thousands. Yeah. In the noughties. And he actually got kicked out for being too rowdy, and it was like a rock band. Mm-hmm. So after that, he just kind of like I think he self produced a bunch of singles. He got sober at some point. Yeah. Which I think was it was it was after that. Yeah. And um. Yeah. So then he started touring with the four hundred unit which is effectively his band. Although the wreck that I gave a couple episodes ago um, for Southeastern, yeah, um, that's him by himself. That was like his coming out party. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not his first album by himself, but yeah, it's effectively his, his most popular album for yeah. sure. And um, I just feel the Red Bull hardening in my nostrils. Gross. Um, and yeah, I mean, a lot of his more popular songs like singles mm-hmm. like individually have come from his latest with the 400 unit and it was they touch upon how his song I think it's from Southeastern which is about the song that's like about him I don't know if it's about his pursuit of sobriety or just getting sober uh-huh. it's like come something something cover me up cover me up that's yeah. what it is how it got covered by that piece of shit who was caught on video like screaming the N word? Um, he was like supposed to be the the new wonderkind of country music. Was that, uh, not Travis Tritt, uh, no. Morgan Wallen. Yeah, that's yeah. the one. He covered it, mm-hmm. and like that song got way more po- like that version got more popular, and then like that whole that, yeah. all that shit happened, and Jason was like, "Yeah, now." Everything that I get, all the because like it's still my song, right? So I get all the royalties from it. All that money is now going straight to the NAACP. Sure, because like, dude's a piece of shit, and either he always was one and just hit it, and like stumbled and showed everyone, or he became one because of the industry or whatever path he took. Either way, this money needs to go to somewhere better than him. Sure, and like. The horrible thing is, is that this whole incident of like him being revealing his true colors has just made his music more popular. Yeah. And and like, that's another big thing of what the article is about is like how frustrating it is that something like that happens. And it just like, he's still the most streamed artist of the genre for the past year. Yeah. It's, I actually. I have a very weird relationship with country music um, that I've always been like tangentially, I don't want to say associated with it as if I'm like in the scene, but it's like, it's been in pockets mm-hmm. of my life, basically my whole life. Yeah. So like my dad's side of, you know, the family tree is predominantly in West Virginia. Mm-hmm. So that's, of course, you know, that doesn't, nothing more need be said. Yes. Um, but e- even to that extent, like, it wasn't ever like, I mean, in the 90s, you know, Alan Jackson was the guy. Mm-hmm. Um, but I presume that they don't really listen to more modern pop country. They're big Garth Brooks people. Big, big Garth Brooks. Buddy, you don't even know. <laughs> um, big Garth Brooks people. Um, as long as they're not Toby Keith people. Big Highwaymen. You know what? You know, he was a big uh, Toby Keith guy. You don't have to say his name, but you know. Does he have radical beliefs? Sure does. Uh, yep, I think I know who he is. Sure does. Uh, <laughs> you just described his entire fan base, actually. So, um, But, 
Yeah, I mean, so there's, there's that. So like my most of my childhood, you know, while while dad was still there, um, and then on and off as as the Christmases go. Oh, wow, whole week. Yeah, right. <laughs> Aggregate. Um, uh, I got to make a joke about. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Um, thank my therapist. So um, there's it seemed, it seemed like a pretty tame joke. Yeah, there's that whole thing. Um, and then, you know, again, when, you know, stepdad shows up and then yeah. it's all Toby Keith yeah. um, and, and stuff of that ilk. And then when I was landscaping was actually, of course, the most it was injected into my life. Yeah. Where I literally, like, there was no other genre. Yeah. There was no other genre for five months. Man, you were all about the troops those five months. Dude, green lights in every single lamp in my house <laughs> until they come home we will not rest um, war's over they're back <laughs> it's just like no. it's like the there's dinos- some of them out there it's like that, that dinosaurs movie guess who's back <laughs> um roll back the clock to the dawn of time yeah. and sing this song with me <laughs> um but I actually jammed to that like a month ago on repeat <laughs> John Goodman singing. You don't hear it often enough. No, no, absolutely not. But that it was like, but they, those guys listened to like a lot of basically all modern country. Mm. But then they, even then they were saying names like, oh, you don't know who, you know, this guy is or that guy is. And I was like, no, yeah, it's not a real person to me. And you were there like mega death. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, at that point I was pretty firmly, I was actually, I think it would have been better for them if I was into like metal as hard as I ever was because at that point I was like I'm kind of bored of this yeah and that's when I really got into like pop punk oh no yeah like that that was like whenever um that was whenever I believe Paramore self-titled came out yeah um so I was like bopping that really hard and no it was actually it was it was uh 20 the fuck earthquake it was like 2014 because that July 3rd wow this is wild July 3rd 2014 was I saw them with my ex-girlfriend girlfriend girlfriend at the time Um, it was Paramore New Politics and Fall Out Boy Mm. at Star Lake which is back to being Star Lake yeah hell of a show but anyway like we couldn't have a conversation because they would just start explaining country to me as if I didn't grow up on like Alan Jackson and like Waylon Jennings and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was like, uh, I don't think you know who you're talking to. Yeah. I grew up in a house with a lot of, because my dad listened to country music mm-hmm. a lot. Um, and my mom like did too, to a certain extent, but she would also listen to. Like, Shania. Mm, I was going to say she would listen to a lot of like, you know, classic pop. Okay. Um, and some like oldies. And so that was what I gravitated more to. But there was a long time where I, like, didn't really have a musical identity. Right. And then, you know, in middle school, everyone listens to classic rock. Yeah, you, get, you either get in your Led Zeppelin phase or your Pink Floyd phase. Or Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, like, ACDC. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I had a Queen phase. I listened to a lot of Queen, Queen and Sticks, which I'm sure there's a joke to be made there. But I listened to them, and The Who. I listened to them, like, constantly. And then at some point, I just switched gears entirely from those three mm-hmm. and got straight into gangster rap. 
like I never had like an emo music phase like everyone else did or anything but I was like the more the further I got away from country music the more I was enjoying music yeah and I was like this is like like before music was just always kind of like a yeah it's there but like it's not mm-hmm. my favorite medium and then like as I got into rap I was like this is things just ain't the same for gangsters times is changing <laughs> And it was like, it was literally a life-changing experience mm-hmm. because now I listen to music constantly. Yeah. And it's like, I'm even stuff I listened to 10 years ago, I'm still listening to now and like hearing it differently, like, oh, that's the word he's saying there. Yeah. Like that makes all of more sense now. Yeah. Or just like hearing a different sound in a song. There's sometimes it's not so good. Yeah. You hear something in a song and it's like, I can't unhear it. Oh. Like in J. Cole's workout, there's this sound in the back of the beat. It sounds like a donkey braying. Oh, no. And like that's all I can hear is like the oh, Like, no. no. Uh, that's why I actually, like, whenever I get a new phone or I get a new pair of headphones or like I'm in a newer car with a better sound system, mm-hmm. I like to play all of like my favorite car songs or headphone songs or whatever just to see if there's something new that I can't hear now with the better oh, yeah. sound system. Oh, man. Um,. But no, I definitely, like, I try to cycle through things. Because this is where I'm at now, where I feel like I don't have as much of an identity yeah. musically. Um, like, I'll always fall back on progressive metal and, like, thrash metal. But I feel like I'm just, I, I like so many genres almost equally at this point. Mm-hmm. That it does feel like, and it's dumb to place your entire identity in a genre of music, yeah. of course. But, um you know, I feel like if you've known me for a long time, you're always like, oh, Kevin Cross. Yeah. Metalhead, um, but it's like man, I I just recently like last night, I was like you know maybe I should go back in the metal for a little while because yeah. I've been so far out of it for. Listen, I was you know who I was listening to at work today. I mean you're probably never gonna guess. Um, I am gonna guess. Okay. Dean Martin. You're actually not that far off. Oh wow. Like, it's not, you're not close, but you're not that far. Dion. Okay, you're getting further away now. Celine Dion. <laughs> Luciano Pavarotti. Pavarotti. I I was listening to basically... The opera singer? Yeah, for sure. Wow. I, I was listening to... We should go to the opera. We should go to the opera. Well, because for some... So I was, I had Osola Mio stuck in my head from the three tenors. How? How did that get stuck in your head, Kevin? There's a there's a band. They're a, it's like a super group punk band. Alan's probably aware of them. They're called Me First and the Gimme Gimmies. But they do a version of it, which is actually like a really good... I think it's really good. Yeah. But like I just wanted to listen to the original or whatever. And there's a vi- version of them in 94. They did a show in Los Angeles. And we'll, we'll watch it after. It's a very short clip. It's only like three minutes long. Okay. Oh, um, <laughs> but it's just three of them like... Because I think when you think opera, you think like, oh, austere, and everyone's like suits and tuxes and really mm. nice dresses, and it's like, you you know, there's a decorum and everything like that, it's very serious, and they're like poking fun at each other, and they're like making jokes while they're not talking, like when they're, when they're not singing, and then as soon as like it's their turn to start singing, it's like bam, like right into it, full-fledged, yeah. and they're like basically, it seems like they're playing horse, mm. like vocal, like who can do their section better and bigger than the person before them yeah and, and a little bit more yeah and it's it's fun to see and then that kind of led me on to like all the different performances and stuff like that and like Pavarotti's got um what is the song 
his like classic. Um, I mean, he does Ava Maria very well too, but it's um. He hold on, I'll find it real quick. He did um. Dup, dup. Um, he did. Uh, he does a very good version of Who Let the Dogs uh, Out. Nessun Dorma. Ah, chart topper. Yeah. Um, well, his, America's Top Forty with Ryan Seacrest. So his the '94 version is like it brought me to actual tears. Like it fucked me up, and I have no idea what's going on. Dude, once you hear someone hit those notes, yeah. well, it's like this is beautiful. And and uh, and you then hear like a sadness in people's voices. And then he also did the opening ceremony for the Italy Olympics in 2006. That was in... I think it was a Winter Olympic. Um, was it Turin? I think it was Turin. Was it Turin, Alan? I don't know. All right. Well, anyway, he did it. I think it was Torino. And uh, he... At the time, it, it, there's it's there's a discrepancy between whether or not he knew um, it would be his last performance. It was Torino. But it was his last performance. In turn. And his last song that he did was that Nessun Dorma. Uh, and it's a very famous song. You know it. You just yeah. probably don't know what it's called because I didn't know what it was called. I don't speak Latin. Sure. Um, well, just Italian, but you're sort of right. The pig's language. Yeah. Um, it, but it's just so powerful. What is Italian if not pig yeah. Latin? <laughs> and like he didn't do it live. It's like kind of a spoiler. He recorded it a couple of days earlier because yeah. it was like four degrees outside and you can't sing opera in four degree weather. No. Um, but, I tried. Yeah. Um, but the way that he like performed it anyway was like he knew yeah. and it was his goodbye to not only singing but also like the world. Yeah. And God, if you don't, if you're not openly weeping yeah. watching him just fucking fake okay caveat but belt out this and like the last word um i can't remember it's like i don't want i don't know what it is in latin it's close to the english but the last word means victory Mm. and he holds that note for like four seconds and it's the last note that he sings publicly Uh, and it's like fuck man like that's powerful it's like um and i don't want to get too in this because we're already way over time yeah uh the artists that like know the end is near Mm -hmm. and they put like, like black star yeah, exactly. David Bowie's Black Star, and then Leonard Cohen's uh, "You Want It Darker," I think mm-hmm. is what it's called. They both knew they were dying, and they put out these final albums that are beautiful and haunting. Yeah. But and uh, even Warren Zevon, yeah, his cover of uh, um, it's the Bob Dylan song. Don't look back; it's all right. Knocking on heaven's door. Oh yeah, yeah. His cover of it sounds so different than everyone else's mm-hmm. because, like, you know, he's literally about to die. Mm-hmm. But yeah, speaking of which, Bob Dylan somehow still alive. Yeah, but I, I'm sure his. That's just he's going to be another one that knows like the end is near and whatever his last thing is is mm, something special. Yeah, he's only like in his seventies. Yeah, <laughs> like. Yeah. He might be like early 80s at this point, but he's still not as old as everyone thinks he is. <laughs> Truly. I mean, his kid done and gone had a career in the time that it took him to just fucking hang it up. His kid's an old man. <laughs> yeah. Uh, shit. Um, well, I mean, that being said, did you have fun today? I did have fun. We had a lot of good conversation. Well, we had a good conversation. It's, it's a return to norm. I don't know if the, if the babies are going to love that, but I mean, it's the this is going to probably go out before Christmas. I don't. Are we? Do you think? Do you suspect we'll have a uh, 
an episode ready after Christmas? Uh, I don't know. I feel like we're all going to have stuff we're yeah, doing next it's going to be a busy couple of weeks. Yeah. So probably not babies. I wouldn't hold your breath on that. But we, we, you know, we'll try to have something for you at least in some short shape or form. Yeah. Um, maybe Kevin's nudes. Maybe. Maybe Alan's nudes. Maybe. Hopefully. And I, I know. Maybe I'm my ludes. Mm. I like to keep a little to the imagination. Mm-mm, fuck that. You only live once, Doug. I know. Hang that brain. That's my own actually. Yeah. Hey, buddy. Don't you dare. Don't you dare advertise for OnlyFans over my OnlyFans. Step, step, step it on Kevin's toe. <laughs> <laughs> we may have to collab, Alan. <laughs> we'll uh, put our heads together. A little BB. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What do you know about docs, Alan? <laughs> but uh, that's good. What do you know about dogs? <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, I I had fun too. I didn't have so the, our last two our last two episodes were uh, creatively a very high point. Yeah. So this kind of returned to just speaking with no video. Um, we're still feeling it out, so it's gonna come back, babies. But just just be patient with us, okay? We're a three man operation, and we don't know what the fuck we're doing. So just you know, be... I once wrote a play titled "Just Be Patient." How'd that work out for you? Very well. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Um, runner-up in a contest. Is that the one you cried? No, that was the one that actually got performed uh, that uh. I cried. Because it was very special seeing something. I, you know, oh. I want to get back into writing plays. Do it. I've been thinking about getting back into writing movies. Do it. But don't steal my idea for the movie I told you about the other day. Oh, yeah. You can consider it gone. Um, <laughs> so, uh, that being said, uh, you know on Twitter, at I've been Kevin, yeah. Douglas, at dangle mixwangle one word mm-hmm. um sounds like it's spelled mm-hmm. or spells like it sounds yep head like a hole head I've, like a horse yep hung we, like a horse for we have fun i've been kevin i am always douglas and we will see you Without in the Doug. next episode yeah and we love you bye so chill welcome to we have fun I'm the president to represent me. The world is yours. The world is yours. And I'm the president to represent me. The world is yours.